Uh, okay. Uh, you want to? Should I play the theme music? Yeah, sure. We'll do it live here at the table. Wow. And then I fade it down, and then I can talk over it. Wow. Yeah, cool. Huh? That's really cool. <laughs> All right, so this is Rock Hard Caucus. I'm here at Evan's place. We're here in person. We're looking at each other from across the table. Yes, sir. Uh, we just got back from uh, day one of our Iowa State Fair adventure, the 2023 Iowa State Fair. It is August 11th as we record this now. Uh, we were there primarily to experience uh, Kim Reynolds' Fairside Chats and then some of the Des Moines Register soapbox events. Uh, there's a bunch of Republican candidates for president hanging out at the Iowa State Fair this year. Uh, should we just run down the list? Yeah, sure. Just recall what we can of uh, what we saw. Uh, we got an early start. Uh, yes. Doug Burgum. Burgum. <laughs> not Burzum. Not related to Varg Vickerns or whatever yeah, that yeah. guy is. He looks... Very similar. Though to actually, Varg, right? all of the Republican candidates are also kind of similar to <laughs> Varg. Vickers. There are some. Uh, there are some similarities. Yeah, yeah. Similar interests and uh, ideologies. Mm-hmm. Uh, does Varg have big, thick eyebrows? Um, I don't. Kinda, right? I, I don't know, honestly. I don't know. Anyway, that's that's sort of a Doug. Yeah, he does have big. Doug Burzum has mm-hmm. very thick eyebrows. That's kind of his uh, most distinguishing feature: is a big, thick, dark eyebrows. Uh. We were late to his thing because it was hard to navigate parking and the fair. Yes. Um, no matter how much preparation I tried to put in, it was just uh, we were never going to overcome the obstacles and get to <laughs> see Doug Burzum at 8.30 a.m. Uh, we were pretty late. We caught just like the last minute or so of his conversation with Kim Reynolds. I think we missed out on a whole lot. He probably had a lot of really <laughs> insightful answers that we just didn't get to hear. Mm-hmm. It seemed like uh, a theme of their conversation was that they're both governors. Yeah. He's the governor of North Dakota currently, right? He's still in office. I think, I think? so, yeah. Mm-hmm. So governors get it done is something I heard him say. Uh, and he mentioned that there's a, uh, we're currently in a cold war with China and a proxy war with Russia. Yeah, he admitted it. He admitted it. <laughs> right, right. It's a yeah. proxy war. That was uh I was a bit surprised <laughs> that like all the candidates talked about that yeah. in similar ways that yes. um uh, you know, the GOP is is the anti-war party now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> They're uh yeah, complaining about big spending on Ukraine, sending them weapons and money. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Which uh, yeah, I mean <laughs> I I don't trust that they would ever actually Yeah go the opposite direction yeah if they were no i mean <laughs> we i think we pretty much agree with them on that yeah. but it's it's not going to, to happen it's not like they're pacifists or yeah, yeah they're, no well it's kind of like every party when they're not in power is anti-war and yeah, anti-government an easy, spending uh, <laughs> easy weapon against your opponents yeah they're in power they're doing war yeah war is pretty easy to be against yes <laughs> i think for your average citizen there's really no tangible benefits for any american uh, average american citizens yeah it's pretty much just yeah. about maintaining american hege- hegemony yeah. and fucking with the russians <laughs> and they were pretty much saying that uh they want to use that money instead to like enforce the border yeah and stuff of course it's not like it's they not like you're gonna do anything good with yeah. it yeah yeah uh, my last uh, observation at the end of Doug Burgum was uh, Kim Reynolds says North Dakota like she's from there. Yes. <laughs> North Dakota. Yeah. Kind of like that. 
She turned into a character from Fargo, though she already <laughs> kind of is. Yeah, she's got a bit of a northern accent. Yeah, she could definitely be a character on Fargo. Yeah, sounds like a Minnesotan sometimes. Uh, I noticed Rick Stewart was there right away. Yes, we mm-hmm. spotted the man. He was wearing a uh, Dancing Bears Grateful Dead <laughs> belt, which I immediately noticed, and Libertarian Party of Iowa hat and shirt. And shirt, yes. yes. It's pretty recognizable. Rick Stewart, gubernatorial candidate for the Libertarian Party in 2022. Best political ads of uh, any candidate that we reviewed. Yeah, he was there for every camp uh, candidate event today. He wants to legalize drugs. Yeah. Yep. Uh, while we were waiting for Mike Pence to arrive, I overheard uh, staff for the Fairside Chat. There were like some young people mm-hmm. wearing Fairside Chats t-shirts. I assume they're Kim's yeah. staff. Uh, I assume I w- they're just college Republicans. Like they just graduated from college. They and- seem like it. Yes. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> if you, if wearing, you get what I mean. <laughs> when wearing, yeah. They look like Proud Boys. <laughs> <laughs> I overheard one of them uh, kind of talking shit and saying, you know, Mike Pence is the former vice president. He mm-hmm. wasn't drawing that much of a crowd to begin with. Mm-hmm. So he was like talking shit about that. Like, oh, the vice president can't even draw a crowd here. Yep. And that was what? Nine? Yeah. Nine thirty. Yep. Uh, they were also um, lamenting childless adults who have nothing to live for. <laughs> <laughs> They're talking about us. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it was little did they know two were sitting at the same table as them <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah well we have something to live for and that's this podcast yeah, you're listening to it yeah. buddy <laughs> uh, that's about the time uh the bloomberg reporter started yes. talking to you <laughs> a bloomberg uh bloomberg reporter approached me and asked me about the economy um i didn't really have a good answer in retrospect i should have said that we need to nationalize all utilities and reorganize <laughs> the economy for the common good uh, but I didn't say that, but I did. She was looking for registered Republicans and I had to let her down and say that uh, we're actually kind of journalists ourselves. And <laughs> <laughs> we use that line a lot. Yes. Today. Yeah. And uh, we're not going to vote for any of these guys. Yeah. We're just here to witness. <laughs> I, I don't know exactly what, but yeah, I'm sure they noticed we didn't have any press credentials. We weren't wearing the same yeah. lanyards as them, but yeah, yeah we're journalists. And we don't too. look, Thank you. I don't think we looked like, I mean, I don't know. You had your, you have your mutton chops. You had your yellow, mm. uh, bright yellow sunglasses. I was wearing a pavement hat. I mean, I guess <laughs> half the reporters or half the people there seem to be reporters anyway, or camera people. Yeah, it was very heavy on press. Yeah. At least half yeah. of the people watching this shit. And it was a really small area of the fair, too. I was kind of surprised. I thought it might be bigger. Yes. Uh, this was set up like in the back of JR's South Pork Ranch. <laughs> <laughs> come on down to south pork yeah meet some friends of mine yeah doug burson <laughs> mike pence um and it should be noted that uh none of this shit matters <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah none of these guys are going to be president i will say um the same reporter i talked to did we did eventually see her talking to um well we saw multiple uh reporters going after the most maga people <laughs> yeah. the people i mean they're all maga pretty much I mean, but they certainly don't um, say they're not MAGA. If they yeah. talk about it, they say we're MAGA. Yeah, yeah we all love no, Trump. but they go for the guy wearing the Buck Fighten shirt who has a Trump twenty, like a massive Trump twenty twenty four like yard sign. Yep, and uh, yeah, people who are like wearing just over Trump gear and ended up talking to that guy for like half an hour. <laughs> Seriously, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I I was shocked at how long these like legitimate reporters talk to people yeah because like i want to get like some 
stupid little <laughs> yeah. recorded conversation with some weirdo at the fair too but yeah. i have to stand there for 20 minutes yeah before well, i they have grill a guy who's like says okay this guy said he lives out of his car and he's gonna yeah. vote for trump again because uh trump is the only candidate who might help him not live in his car anymore uh, yeah i Which, i've got a two and a half minute recording of him uh so we can we can oh yeah sorry i skip that ahead. later but um yeah, all, all the journalists, all the media outlets want to talk to this Trump guy. Uh, Trump, notably, is not participating in either the fair side chats or the soapbox. No. He is apparently going to be at the fair tomorrow. Yeah, he's just going to show up to show up everyone else. Just wave like, at everybody. <laughs> look how much bigger my crowd response is than yours. Because, yeah, yeah. we were... <laughs> it will be. We were among the maybe 100 people there who cared about any of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so Mike Pence showed up. Yep former vice president mike pence we saw them walk down from upstairs there's like a uh porch yeah <laughs> patio, patio thing yeah. upstairs at the south pork ranch they, it was like they were descending from heaven yep. to hog heaven real uh really excited crowd <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> the, mike pence is just a charismatic man he's just he's magnetic he yeah. really is yeah he really draws it out of people they get really excited and, and vocal and loud mm-hmm. whenever they see mr pence one of the first things he said while he was talking with kim reynolds was that he met a cow named chippy while he was on the road <laughs> i don't know where exactly he met chippy at some campaign i guess he just stopped, stopped at, a at a small farm town and just, he's like can i see your cows yeah <laughs> He, he met a cow named Chippy, and he wanted to find Chippy at the fair. So, he, he you know, he's asking, where's my Chippy? <laughs> Fans of uh, the Tim and Eric awesome show, great job, may recall. Where's my Chippy? Uh, Mike Pence is playing Where's My Chippy at the fair. There's my Chippy. Here's something that Mike said that I thought had to be bullshit. <laughs> so he was talking about how he, he grew up in some Christian sect. I don't know really his backstory, but yeah. then he was not really like that religious as, as a young person. Mm-hmm. And then he, he was like born again at something yeah. else. He even said he used to be a Democrat, which I didn't know <laughs> that too. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was not aware of that. And if you go back and you listen to the rock hard caucus episode where Stella and I went to a Mike Pence event at the university. <laughs> and I say that I heard him say that it doesn't matter. He doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't create memories yeah, you know. <laughs> in, in a person's head. You have to write it down. He's to a remember. living ghost. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So he says that he was like, uh, his faith was like, reinvigorated in college when he attended a christian music festival <laughs> so mike pence went to cornerstone yeah. that sounds like to me he was a big fan of the tooth and nail yeah, he was really into life. reliant k <laughs> <laughs> okay but this is what i thought was bullshit he claimed that this music festival was the first time he ever heard john three sixteen, the bible verse the, for god so loved the world that he uh gave his only son you know yeah yeah, yeah. to die for our sins yeah that can't be right. No, you think I he mean would've... like he went to church at least a couple times as a kid, right? I guess, I don't know. <laughs> I suppose Is it's... he Catholic or was was he Catholic? I would be surprised, but I yeah. I could be wrong. I, I mean, mean he's, he's talking about this big conversion and it's like from yeah, L- Lutheran to Methodist. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't really know, but yeah, there's no way that he didn't hear John 3:16 prior to college. No. If you had any religious family member like that's yeah, the, that's the first a, thing you know. A Christian, that's kind of yeah. It's kind of like the whole thing about Christianity. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, he was, 
I think all of them kind of said this, but he said he would shut down the Federal Department of Education yeah. and, uh, and that was, turn that into more of a federalist project. Um, probably, uh, I can't remember who else. There's oh, Perry Johnson also said that. And I both yep. of them got probably the biggest pop out of the crowd of anything else that they the said. The education thing. Yeah, they really like getting rid of the Department of Education. <laughs> it's because they pushed so hard for the like parental rights thing yeah. last year. Yeah. Yeah. And I was going to say, I wonder how many of it was just because, like, Kim Reynolds' staff and cronies were True. were all True. around the area. Yeah, that's their main thing right now. There were some Moms for Liberty in the audience, yes, a handful of them. And they they got excited about the school shit, too. Yeah. They went on to talk about the Linmar uh, <laughs> district policy uh, about gender and gender transition. Yeah. Which is a fucking nightmare. It's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Because, like... When I went to school, Linmar was like the super rich conservative. It's in Marion. Yeah. That's, yeah. if you've ever been to Marion, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Linmar, Linmar is the, the nice rich white people yeah. school. We went to the lib school. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I would say. Yeah. Or Kennedy, I guess, would also probably be the lib school. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the, the Linmar policy was that uh, students could, uh, could talk to staff or faculty at, at the school about how they wanted to be to have some some kind of gender dissonance yeah. and they they want to be referred to differently at school and have you know talk about their desire to transition without parents being notified and to them that is just a violation of natural law yeah <laughs> yeah pence himself said uh protect kids from gender transition um oh god this is what really scared me about this there's a lawsuit involving the Linmar school district which I don't know all the details of, but I, I think at the moment it means that parents do have to be notified or something. Yeah. I, I think that's the way it is right now. Well, I think, isn't it part of that law they just signed too? Yes, right. They made it state law that, yeah, yeah that can't be. That has to be like, uh, in fact, I think all these schools are like having to like get forms signed by like parents uh, to like confirm like it even includes like nicknames so like if your kid oh, right. goes Every by a different has to fill yeah this they out. have to fill out this form so like for orientation you have to fill out a form that says like your pronouns and like if you have any nicknames then you have to like list them which is just like it's ridiculous yeah they're trying to just make it a pain in the ass for everybody yeah that sounds more like wasteful government bureaucracy <laughs> to me i think they need to cut that out right now yeah I think they should abolish any use of pronouns in school yeah. outside of grammar instruction. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Refer to every single person by a proper noun, their first and last name. Yeah. Every time you address them. Yeah. <laughs> That'll take care of all of it. Um, anyway, what, is, what scared me was that he said, if this is uh, escalated to a Supreme Court case, he's confident that the conservative Supreme Court would rule in favor of of their side of that issue which is fucking scary i mean i think he might have good reason to be confident i think he's right but it just it's just scary to think that that's like yeah that's that's something that's even being like considered they're thinking like yeah they want that to happen yeah 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 that's i i don't think we need to talk much more about mike pence no (laughs) Uh, i will say he uh, studiously avoided using the word woke. <laughs> he mm-hmm. uh, talks about radical gender ideology or whatever. Like he just r- repeated that like five times. Yeah. Yeah. But, and no mention, like, I mean, obviously Kim is lobbing complete softball questions <laughs> and like uh, just bullshit. And so the, the T word Trump did not come up during any conversations. Um, I don't even really think 
anyone even like indirectly referred to him really uh, maybe a little bit a little but, bit like for example larry elder saying he he called himself oh, an america yeah. first maga candidate yes he and then he said so why am i running when <laughs> the guy yeah. who is leading us all by 30 to 40 points is also <laughs> but they don't say his name yeah when they talk about him and there, there's if, no uh, specifics about anything like you know they they definitely talked a lot about reagan <laughs> like every i'm pretty sure every candidate mentioned reagan yeah even if a reporter asks them a direct question about trump they don't really they yeah. sort of talk around it yeah which yeah i mean they're in a tough spot because like they want to beat trump they've but they also coached yeah because yeah. they know it's not good to get into a uh verbal <laughs> sparring match yeah one the voters will not be on your side yes. two trump will come back at you 10 times harder yeah. than anything you can it's say it's too about early to, <laughs> to get into the direct confrontations yeah if you get his attention that's not good for no, you no not right now yeah uh photographer took like 10 pictures of me during, yeah, <laughs> during the mike pence we're thing. just magnets for <laughs> journalists <laughs> they're like oh there's young people youngish people in the crowd yeah <laughs> we need to need to check them out mike also said he's going to visit every iowa county every pizza ranch and every casey's that's his campaign that's strategy. <laughs> I don't think you can do that. Yeah, that's that's. <laughs> I tough. think that's literally impossible. Okay, so after this is when I talked to that Trump guy, the guy who said he lives in his car. Yeah. Um, do you want to listen to that? Sure. Because you weren't actually standing no, I there. Was, so you didn't yeah, hear. we were seeking refuge in the air conditioning. Yeah. So this is a guy named Nathaniel. I talked to for a couple minutes. That's no, that's the theme music. <laughs> Well, I'll only take a couple minutes. Okay. Uh, I host a, a podcast about Iowa politics. It's a very independent thing. Okay. Uh, what's your name? Nathaniel Gavronsky. All right, Nathaniel, you're, you're kind of decked out in Trump gear. You're wearing Trump, Trump 2024. Trump okay. I'm voting for. You're, you're like yep. totally supporting Trump at this point. Do you, do you foresee any anything possibly changing your mind about that? If for any reason Trump isn't it, Doug broke him all the way. He's your second choice. Whoa. Why is that? It's freaking awesome. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, we we just uh, watched and listened to Mike Pence talk to Kim Reynolds for a few months. I've, I've known Mike Pence since he was a member of Congress. Yeah. I know him. I know his brother quite well. I know Karen. I know his sister-in-law quite well. I disagree with Mike Pence on Ukraine. Yeah, I heard you talk about that with another reporter. So my yeah, biggest, I understand. My biggest thing that keeps me from putting Mike in a second or third place is Ukraine. Yeah, that's that's what. And actually, that's the reason why he went down the polls. Iowans don't want to do Ukraine. Yeah, I, so, I agree. Uh, nationwide, the, the people supporting the military is about one percent for nationwide. Iowa's almost eight percent of our population joins the military. Yeah. it's us fighting that war. Right. Yeah, so yeah. I'm not going to support someone who's going to go. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's it. That's, um, that's where Mike Pence is not in. A lot of the, the like Trump diehards um, feel that Pence sort of like he did. The, con- the, con- the Constitution it's academic at this point. It could yeah. it could have been one of the way it would have been shot down because there's a procedure for it, right. and they tried to do it and it just didn't happen. I mean, if the House and the Senate would have separated, voted on it, came back jointly voted on it, Pence said I agree, we're, we're throwing the vote up, but it didn't happen. So you don't you don't hold anything against him. For the, the election. Read his book on his frat parties, <laughs> on his integrity. <laughs> he, if he believed he could do it, he would have done it. Really? Okay. So, um, if you go talk to him, say, so I heard back in when you were in college, you had a frat party where the, where, the, where the dean showed up and you gave him the cake. Tell me about that. Yeah. 
So, wait, does he drink? <laughs> okay, okay, okay. If I catch him, I'll ask him. Well, you better hurry. He's, he's at the pork tent. Go catch him. Ask that question. So, I understand you, you had quite the, the frat party. And so, so, it was so great that the, the college dean showed up. Tell me about it. Yeah. And then why did you do what you did? That's why he... That's why he that's why he did what he did on the 6th. Yeah. Can I ask you, like, in a sentence, why you're still uh, ride or die for Trump? Because I want to survive. What's that mean? I live on SSI. Yeah. Every other candidate wants to go blow up half the world. I got to survive. That's Wait, my, wasting the money on Yeah, I need to survive. Yeah, yeah. I, I, live, I live in my car, dude. All right. Thanks for talking to me. Sir. Yeah. Appreciate it. Interesting. Yeah. I, I don't think he's really representative of, of, like, the Trump voter base. No. Right? Well... I don't know. Pence did say he was talking about entitlement programs. Yeah. yeah well, yeah. I don't want to call him that. He was talking. <laughs> <laughs> he was talking about Social Security. And uh, right, that's right. Saying yeah. that he did not want to do anything. He's like, if he's like, if you have the same color hair as me, <laughs> right? Yeah. Then you're good. Now, I guess we have. I mean, some we have a little bit. We got some gray. similar. Yeah. yeah. But um. Yeah, but he he was saying he wants to keep uh, Social Security and Medicaid. And Medicare, uh, all all the same for people of a certain age, yeah. Because of promises were made, you yeah, know, yeah. We got to keep those promises, but for young people, um, shit. Let me pull up the actual language he used. Um, this is part of his uh, balancing the federal budget. Oh yeah, talking points, important stuff. Yeah, these are New Deal programs, and we need to reform them for anyone under forty, and actually, actually make a better deal, better for deal. those people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a better deal. Well, if if the whole point is that you want to cut government spending, how could you possibly get yeah. a better deal for us? Oh, so you're implying <laughs> that the new deal was good? <laughs> right. Excuse me? Well, it sounds like he it was it's it's good if you're old. <laughs> <laughs> but for but the, for those of us who are going to outlive him, <laughs> fuck us. We we're, we're going to get a better deal, meaning less. Yes. Better deal for who? The government. Yeah, not us. <laughs> we need to cut spending for those damn kids. All right, after that was uh, Francis Suarez. He is the mayor of Miami. He is 45 years old. He, uh, I forget what he said exactly. Did his dad come here from Cuba, or was it his grandpa? Yeah, he said his dad got arrested. His, by... his grandpa got arrested oh, by Castro, grandpa. Okay. and then his, his dad came here yeah, from Cuba. and that he'd never been to Cuba himself, I don't right. think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's talking with authority about, like, uh, communism. Yeah, the... I'm, I was very curious. I was thinking, what was his grandfather doing before mm-hmm. the Cuban Revolution? I'm kind of curious why he got arrested. Yeah, I, I mean, wonder you know if there might be... kind of people he... got arrested. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't... I can't really talk with authority about that no, stuff either. either, but, you know... It does come to mind. The way that, uh, the way that people talk about Cuba is insane. Yeah. Uh, he talked, so as a mayor of Miami, th- this is not someone who should be running for president, but you know, he, he's sort of selling himself like what he's accomplished as the mayor of Miami. That mm-hmm. would make him a good, uh, executive of the country. He talked a lot about supporting the cops and keeping people safe, Yeah, which is of course, uh, the, the reputation of Miami, Florida. Is yeah. It's a very safe city for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> he had a very interesting pitch which is basically like I'm the mayor of a big city and I can win over big city voters the way that other candidates can't, mm-hmm. which is a, a pretty f- funny thing to say at the Iowa state fair. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He, he, he had three particular demographics that he felt he appeals to mm-hmm. uh, in ways that no other Republican candidate can yeah. young people, 
yeah. because he's 45. Yes. So, and, I guess, yeah. Young people love 45 I wasn't <laughs> fear, feeling much of what he had to say, <laughs> but uh, I'm not 45 yet. Uh, he said that the Hispanic demographic would, would be mm-hmm. more attracted to him. Um, yep. Because he's Hispanic? They look similar? Yeah. He, that guy looks like me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I'm sure that that does uh, have an effect on a lot of people. Oh, for sure. Um, but there's also a lot of uh, people who voted for Trump who are... Yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> uh, racial depolarization. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what was the third one? Yeah, the uh, big city thing urban, that you just mentioned. Yeah, yeah urban, urban voters. voters. Uh, and I don't think that's going to happen, man. <laughs> I don't think it is. And also, they're, again, all, all the candidates pretty much talked about big cities... The things that are happening in big cities, failing big city schools, crime rates. He had a whole whole lot of stuff about crime rates um, in particular mm-hmm. uh, cities and how like uh, if you take out the top five most violent cities from the uh, the average, yeah. like America becomes like the 170th, like whatever. Yeah, what was the point? I don't, exactly. I don't know. Yeah. Gu- gun violence. Um, I wrote a quote about that, I believe. Democrats will tell you that gun violence is a scourge in this country, and that's true in some sense. Yeah. That may not have been the exact wording, but it was something very close yeah. to that. Um, and yeah, then he goes into how most of the gun violence is happening in these big cities. And Amer- the U.S. is like number seven in terms of gun violence worldwide. That's Yeah, I was wow. questioning all those statistics. <laughs> I, 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 was yeah, like, I really don't know. I didn't check pretty that. sure we're... <laughs> um, well, I don't know. Again, number number one with, he didn't cite with the bullets. <laughs> yeah. <you> <laughs> uh, and then yeah, if you take if you take the large cities out, America drops to two hundred something, which means what? Um, like those are part of the country. <laughs> it means the Democrats are. <laughs> it's their fault. It's their fault. They run. Yeah, I would say that's because that's where all the people are. Yeah. So that's where the violence is going to happen. Yeah. Because that's where people can be violent to each other. So when there's other people around. Yeah. I'd say that plays a factor. Yeah. Although there's certainly, I mean, try that in a small town. You know? <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of uh, violence happening out there, yeah. too. I mean, people die in the country. They do. At each other's hands. Yeah. <laughs> He's the only candidate we heard today who shouted out the Sound of Freedom movie. <laughs> he did shout out the Sound of Freedom movie. He was looking for a crowd made, response. Do you think he heard the recent news about that? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, it seems like something you might not want to talk about. Yeah, it might, might be best to forget about that one for the time being. I don't know. What was it? A producer or something? Was a, Yeah, it was a guy who funded. Yeah. Um, Turns out he was a child trafficker himself. Yeah. <laughs> who could have guessed that? Uh, human trafficking generates more revenue for the cartel than drugs. Yep. I didn't check that statistic. And we're going to label the cartels terrorist organizations. Mm-hmm. He's not the only one who said that today. Yeah. I think Larry Elder might have also said that. Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah. I wish I wish I had asked Rick Stewart specifically what he <laughs> thinks of that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what would very quickly uh, sort of cut into the cartel profits is legalizing all of the drugs that they sell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, it's unbelievable to Francis Suarez that the Democrats uh, have the youth vote, even considering that they are giving away education. Something <laughs> he said. Uh, he's very anti-debt forgiveness. Yeah, yeah. So that's not winning over the youth vote. <laughs> yeah, and but then he's also um, all these people are talking about China. They're like talking, preparing for a cold war with China, <laughs> um, <laughs> and he's like talking about how like. They're uh, producing way more text like students and and people than we are. Right, right. So like, they make the microchips and shit. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
and they're spying on our emails. He's like, no, do you actually, want the Chinese a, <laughs> reading yeah. your emails? It's Taiwanese uh, manufacturers oh, that, okay. that we really need to be worried about. Oh, okay. Because um, if China takes Taiwan, we will lose all of our phones. Yeah. Say goodbye to your phones. <laughs> That's the message of Francis Suarez. That's why we got to take a hard stance against China, because otherwise they're going to take Taiwan yeah. and take our phones and read our emails. And what happens if we get into a confrontation with China uh, regarding Taiwan? <laughs> then I think something, I think other bad things we happen. Will. I think we might lose our phones. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> if, we, if we get into like a uh, more of a hot war than yeah. a cold war, that may have an impact on our phones yeah. and, and like internet services. I don't know. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. One thing he said that was interesting in that part was, I don't want them reading my emails. What do you <laughs> oh, think? Yeah, what are you hiding? What's what about his, his emails? emails? Yeah. What's in his What's emails? In there? His emails. Sound of freedom stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want nobody reading my emails. It's all spam. It's all you want to read Democratic fundraising emails. And I, I got you, China. <laughs> yeah, I have, I have nothing incriminating or even enlightening about my life no. in my email inbox right now. Uh, the threat of communism was was a big thing for kim and francis yeah and it's it's a particular it's of particular interest to him being of a cuban background you know one of the few successful uh communist revolutions that, mm-hmm. that still remains to this day yeah he's like that's uh, how i would talk about it he's anyway. like if you go back if you go to cuba it's like they're they're trapped in the 1960s and i was like uh, i wonder i wonder why that yeah, is. i wonder yeah, if there's exactly. like some like kind of trade barrier that prevented them from having access to yeah, yeah. like newer technology and and materials yeah he talked about how uh the the very basic idea of communism is an easy sell to certain kinds of people where uh why don't we take resources from people who have a lot and give it to people who have nothing which yeah i i yeah, <laughs> I, I, I agree it's i'm sold I yeah. love it. Yeah, no. I, I have yet to change my mind about that one. No. Um, but according to him, it uh, does not work, has never worked, and will never work. But there's no elaboration on that. Mm-hmm. Like, why didn't it work? Why doesn't it work? Yeah. What's What's stopping it from working? Yeah. Are, there, are there any external yeah. forces that and maybe... Why is the wealth distribution the way it is now? I mean, right. it could have been... Wait, is there an alternative? Is there, another, is there wealth redistribution alleviate? happening now? <laughs> I think there is. Yeah, yeah. It, it, does, it doesn't seem to be a static where it just stays where it's at, spread out uh, in, in a particular way that mm-hmm. never alters, never shifts up or down mm-hmm. or up or up or up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to worry about. Um this was fun. Biden should fire his branding team. His Brandon team. <laughs> um, speaking of, I did get a email. Speaking of Democratic fundraising emails, mm-hmm. I got a email uh, where the <laughs> sender's name was Dark Brandon. And Jesus. then it was selling, uh, <laughs> well, your d- donate to get a Joe Biden mug where he has like the laser eyes, like the crypto guys. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I was like, this is like, stupid but it's like a hundred times better than getting like a sobbing email from nancy pelosi where she's like heaven if you don't donate right now then the republicans are gonna are gonna do <laughs> like they're we we're, we need fifty thousand donations now or else republicans are going to swing the polls by two points <laughs> in these hotly yeah. contested swing districts 
we need three more donors from your block yeah right now no i was like i know that meme that, that's funny thank you <laughs> thank you joe biden <laughs> so cool so funny uh but the reason that um biden should fire his branding team is because of the sort of vocabulary that they've come up with the terms that they coin uh like bidenomics is is how they got into that topic mm-hmm. he thinks bidenomics is did, i mean did biden come up with that did biden's team start saying bidenomics uh i don't know i think that's more like journalists and yeah. stuff i think the democrats have maybe done that as a marketing thing yeah pushing bidenomics as like a positive yeah and then like he's like if I was, I was, I'm going to fire his head economic advisor. And like, it's just so. That was about inflation and, yeah, and like um, Biden interest rates. Yeah, like Biden is 100% responsible. I mean, of course, they're all saying that Biden's 100% responsible for inflation. Yeah, I mean, the way he was talking about that, he was questioning the whole, that like, that's a v- component of capitalism. Yeah. Is like, <laughs> like, uh, uh, a lot of uh, spending at a certain time may increase inflation and yeah. then uh, interest rates go up and like your ability to get a, a loan as yeah. a poor person gets worse. Yeah. And it's like, that's yeah. Joe Biden's. I think Joe Biden gets way too much <laughs> I blame. I mean, it's like, obviously he gets way too much blame from Republicans, but on the flip side, like Democrats are like, like, Oh, the end of neo neoliberalism <laughs> is here yeah, as yeah. if like he wasn't placed into a tight spot because of the neoliberalism and then had to like course correct. Right. No one's doing anything new. This again, material reality shapes yeah. the policies because right. again, like what you think like it's not like they're going through like revolutionary novel solutions to yeah, these problems. Yeah, do you think it's, Joe Biden's economic advisors are really going to be like that like <laughs> there's some super left-wing guys? <laughs> no, they're like just like yeah, this shit is like we have to intervene in the economy in some aspects to do to prevent or to fix the problems that caused by <laughs> right. what we were doing before or like yeah without actually changing much or like altering the existing economic hierarchy yeah it has to stay pretty much the same capitalism but, continues to reform itself into new yeah it's, it fits it's, whatever container it's placed into yeah to pre- preserve itself yeah yeah um anyway he he was talking about branding and the the vocabulary they were using bidenomics and then he said latinx yeah he was mad (laughs) he was like trying to come up with more words that biden uses but latinx was number two and i don't think he even came up with a third example yeah (laughs) like what does latinx even have to do with the conversation uh i don't know (laughs) it it pisses off some people (laughs) yeah yeah i don't know if the people who who it pisses off were in the crowd uh, today but yeah, I don't think most not. most of them even it's not even relevant to their lives. Yeah. Is, is Latinx okay, or do you prefer Latino Latina? It's uh, not a choice I'm going to make. Um, division only benefits our enemies; they love it, and we're giving <laughs> it to them. Yeah, Larry Elder also talked about division. Yeah, why is this a concern to them? I uh, yeah, it's it's funny. It's literally the same soul of a nation stuff that biden like it's just like mm-hmm. so antiquated we're after. all just so angry at each other yeah trump just fucking opened up the doors of hell <laughs> like, like, <laughs> yeah still doing civility politics yeah i mean we're just uh it's just a more open conflict just more realistically acknowledging the difference of opinion and difference of like self-interest that different groups of people have yeah 
the div- the division itself is not the problem. It's like it's a symptom of yeah, like the a lack of like political options. <laughs> sure, yeah, that and We've like taken everything off the table, mm-hmm. and then now we're just fighting about yeah, stupid shit that shouldn't <laughs> shouldn't yeah. be an issue. Let people live their lives. Um, he apparently refers to his uh, Miami city government as the corporation. <laughs> That's appealing. Yeah. <laughs> This is another thing he said that was very relatable and and appealing. You know, if calling the city government a corporation doesn't sell you on Francis Suarez, what about this? Reynolds asks each of the candidates, she called them the quick three. And (laughs) the first one was, uh, tell us a funny thing that's happened to you on the campaign trail. His was, well, he didn't know if it was funny, first of all, and it wasn't really much of a story. But (laughs) he he complained that um, using his private plane to, to go to and from... Uh, campaign events actually ends up taking longer for him to get home or to the next place than it has been for the candidates who have a bus yeah take a bus from place to place relatable man i I feel so bad (laughs) for him (laughs) yeah my private plane just takes too long he the crowd loved that yeah everyone was cheering and like yeah we know (laughs) We, we know how it feels uh and then i had i had actually a nice moment with uh, Francis yeah, Suarez yeah. while he was on stage. We were up pretty close to the front. Yeah, we were. And another of the quick three questions was, um, Kim Reynolds asks the candidate, what's their favorite walkout music? <laughs> and I should say, this is a tangent, but I saw Ron DeSantis in Coralville before I came over here yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, he used the Hulk Hogan, <laughs> I am a real American. Yeah, yeah. That was his entrance music. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, Francis Suarez, he said some fucking song that no one seems to know what it was called um, My Part of Town. Yeah. Probably a country song. I don't know. Try that in My Part of Town. <laughs> but when that didn't uh, land very well, he switched to Where the Streets Have No Name by U2. Yeah. Which I <laughs> Again, very resonant with the Republican voter base. <laughs> like, why? <laughs> Is it just a song you like? It doesn't seem to have any relevance to you or campaigning it's kind of a I don't know. spiritual i don't have a problem sort with of it, uplifting sort of song it just caught me off guard and i thought it was so funny i just yelled yeah <laughs> <And> he, <laughs> he like looked at me and i like gave him a thumbs up and we <laughs> nodded at each other <laughs> uh, I was the, you were the young voter that you he was too super fan <laughs> that he was looking to connect with yeah okay and then um uh we skipped Francis Suarez at the soapbox because he went straight from this fair side chat to the soapbox. Didn't feel like we needed to see him twice in a row. No, we ran into Dave Weigel. We did journalist Dave Weigel. We did run into Dave Weigel. Mm-hmm. He was very nice. We talked to him for a minute. Yep. He acted like he knew us. He was just so friendly. <laughs> yeah. Well, you've, I think you've you said something to him before. I uh, yeah. I mean, I doubt he remembers. Oh from yeah. <laughs> four years ago, just talking to him for. No, yeah, he was, a minute. he was game to shoot the shit. Yeah, really nice. Really nice guy. Uh, but but while we were talking to Dave Weigel, <laughs> this was overshadowed a bit. Yeah, we ran into a celebrity, uh, a <laughs> big celebrity that we did not expect to see at all. Yeah, and Dave Weigel warned us that he was there. Yeah. But I didn't fully believe him. Yeah, and we're like, oh, shit, it is him. He is there. Sean Spicer was at the <laughs> Iowa State Fair today. Um, and I was like, is he working for someone? Is he like on one of these candidates teams? But no, he was walking around with like his own camera crew and uh, a microphone with his name on it. <laughs> 
the Sean Spicer show. Yeah. So as he was walking by us, and we were kind of like starstruck. Like, yeah. Oh like, my god, we're in the presence of the real Sean Spicer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he heard us like talking about him, and I was saying like, dude, he's got his own microphone. <laughs> <laughs> he's doing his own show, and he did a one eighty so fast. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, holy shit. He's like, people recognize me. <laughs> These Iowans remember the glory days of Sean Spicer. Uh, and he came over to us, and he handed us these little cards that say the Sean Spicer show and there's a QR, QR code, code on the back. Yeah. Did you find anything else out about that? We know that he was at Newsmax until yeah, recently. He, I guess he just quit or got fired from Newsmax. I'm not sure. I was surprised to find out that he's apparently had a daily show <laughs> for like three years. Yeah. Kind of didn't realize he was like still in politics or media mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. He's kind of like a joke. Yeah. No, he, right? he's definitely a joke. <laughs> <laughs> he's known by most people as being a joke. Yeah. But Sean Spicer himself handed us basically his business card. Yeah. And it was a very <laughs> shitty card, I, I will say. It was just like, <laughs> it wasn't even laminated. Like, yeah. come on, man. It's hard It's hard not to, to be a little mean to him. But, yeah. you know, he was he was pretty friendly yeah. to us as well. Did you shake his hand? Yeah. Yeah. I touched him. <laughs> I shouldn't have. <laughs> I regretted it. <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean. <laughs> I mean, whatever. He doesn't have any power. I don't know what Actually, does anymore. he's on the same level as us now because he's an independent podcaster. Yeah, he's uh, an independent podcaster. Guy, producing his own show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We should try to get him yeah. maybe interview. <laughs> oh if he's God. there tomorrow, I'll ask him. <laughs> hey, Sean Spicer, do you want to go on a podcast called Rock Hard Caucus? I'm going to ask him about that time where he said that Hitler didn't use chemical weapons. <laughs> <laughs> do you still chew gum, Sean? <laughs> yeah. That's primarily what he was known you for. You talked to Melissa McCarthy lately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. She was the SNL Sean Spicer guy, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. So after that, um, we can talk about Perry Johnson briefly. We saw Perry Johnson at the uh, Des Moines Register soapbox, and actually, we missed the first couple minutes of him talking because we were like around the the backside yeah. of the soapbox area. There's like a little press tent, right? And we thought he was going to be talking there, but actually, Francis Suarez had quite the yeah there press was mob. Way more people there. Yeah, when we got there, they, he was like packed in the press tent with these people. I can't imagine that he's polling any better than Perry Johnson or no. Larry Elder. He's, I, he's polling at like he, he's he a is, zero or one, right? He, he well, has qualified for the debate stage, yeah. and I guess Perry Johnson has two. He just did, I think. I think, yeah, he said he just uh, did. Larry Elder was complaining that he is not yet yeah he said he was like he needed like forty thousand donors or something yeah that's that's a big talking point for for all these candidates yeah. is whether they even qualify for the debate yeah so this is really important yeah. to be <laughs> attending these events and, and apparently trump people. said he's not he's not doing any debates which why the fuck does he need like what, what are you debate yeah that's a hundred percent like who like what the fuck are you guys doing that is kind of sad I, but because like as awful as as trump being becoming like ascending to the most powerful position in the world has been and his remaining influence and how he is definitely a negative influence on everything Mm -hmm. (laughs) but one of the silver linings of his ascendancy was how fun it was to watch him destroy all these republicans in the debate yeah that's true it's not going to be entertaining but also like there's it's like there's no reason for trump to stoop to that and he knows that no one's going to give a shit or watch these debates at all yeah. if he's not there. Of course. Yeah. It's a power move for sure. Yeah. I mean, They're, they need him. Yeah. They they can't rise in the polls at all if he doesn't even pay attention to them. Yeah. 
it's gonna be so it's still gonna be funny though it's gonna be awkward because like (laughs) it's funny to watch them flail yeah even him not being there makes it like almost like more uh harder on them there was one there was one debate in 2016 that he didn't go to do you remember that uh no i don't there was one that he didn't go to and he had like a competing event which was like a fundraiser for firefighters or something (laughs) (laughs) and yeah that that debate that he didn't go to like his absence was like the main focus of the debate yeah (laughs) so even when he's not there he's the most important part yeah they're gonna ask you about him so you might as well like (laughs) say it to his face but again like i think they're uh every candidate's advisors have told them like you can't go directly at trump right now like it's not the time right now you have to like do your retail politicking you have to yeah. go to every pizza ranch <laughs> every casey's in the state and and try to avoid the t-word as much as possible do you know how many casey's there are in iowa <laughs> i don't know it's got to be a yeah, million <laughs> i know I, when he said when he said every pizza ranch i was like yeah that's probably doable and then he said every casey's yeah, and, yeah. even like the smallest town in iowa has yeah. a casey's yeah <laughs> every county is like an achievement that's 99 yeah visits each of those counties has over a hundred cases. I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. We're talking <laughs> one million cases. I would say probably at least five per. <laughs> Maybe I don't yeah. know. Uh, yeah, and, and none of these candidates are willing to say the name Trump. Even they, if they refer to him, it's very indirectly. Yeah. If they are asked directly by a reporter something about Trump, yep, they don't say his name. No. Transition into stump speech mode. <laughs> yeah. I'm skipping ahead a little bit again, but Larry Elder yeah. was so, so funny. <laughs> yeah. He, he did his whole soapbox thing, which was, he didn't take any audience questions. Nope. Which Perry did. Mm-hmm. They, they do the soapbox in front of like regular people. Then they go off to the press tent. Regular people. Which is also, <laughs> yeah, none of these people are regular. <laughs> I'll give you that. Um, then they go off to the press tent, which is supposed to be just reporters only. Yeah, like but they, it's, you can just walk right up to the... <laughs> they, they deal directly with the reporters only. We got as only. close to the uh, candidates as the reporters yeah. did. I think the the brand that Des Moines Register is trying to do with the soapbox is like, this is a real test for these candidates. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yep. They, they got to go up in front of the real people yeah. and, and directly interface with them. Yep. And then they the real challenge is in the, the press tent where the reporters rake them over the coals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Play real hard ball. Um, yeah, but as you said, I was standing, I was basically in the press tent. Yeah. <laughs> they, they like put like a caution tape around this, yeah. this little canopy yeah. and I'm like leaning over, I'm pressing the, <laughs> up against the tape and yeah. like pushing it in. And <laughs> so I heard everything. Yeah. Dave and, Weigel didn't have press credentials either. I don't think. Oh, I'm pretty sure interesting. he did I don't think he did. Cause he was outside. Right. Of, he was next to us outside of the, yeah, yeah. the tent. Yeah. That's, that's a big grievance i have yeah is that i applied for press credentials <laughs> and i didn't even say the name of our podcast <laughs> i said we were going there to report for a different much larger podcast oh okay <laughs> and, and even then that's yeah that didn't even warrant a response yeah yeah i said i needed i need press credentials for three people for every single day of the fair <laughs> and i need tickets and i need parking passes <laughs> i figured might know, as well ask for every single thing yeah. That's how you negotiate. That's, see, that's, good, that's good negotiating. <laughs> yeah. I figured they'd at least reach out. Yeah, say something. Like, yeah, do you like, really fuck need off. all this shit? <laughs> <laughs> but no, it didn't even warrant a response. So We've heard about your podcast. They're way too good for us. Okay, sorry. I, I meant to talk about Perry Johnson. 
very important candidate. He is friends with Big and Rich. <laughs> he is friends with Big and Rich. Um, yeah, his candidacy is is seemingly all about uh, the national debt. Yeah. And that kind of garbage. The two cents plan to um, cut the budget by 2% every year. Yeah. Two cents. Yep. Remind you of any other presidential candidates? Yeah, it reminds me of Big Structural Bailey. Yeah, the Big Structural With Bailey the had the two pennies, pennies on, the, on its on collar. collar. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. And that was so funny. Yeah. Uh, Perry Johnson also wants to abolish the Department of Education and redistribute those funds to the states, which we all know would be awful. Yeah. Perry Johnson, he's he's the, I mentioned uh, David Weigel, he's the Tom Steyer of the Republican candidates yeah. uh, for this cycle. Yeah. He's just happy to be there, man. <laughs> and that's kind of his background, too. He's just like a business guy, right? Yeah. 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 He's like from Michigan. I don't know what he did exactly, but like you can just tell from, he's like, I looked on his YouTube page. He's got like all these like documentaries and like just a million videos of him talking directly to people. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very funny. Oh, yeah. There is one part of the, he has a whole like half an hour documentary about him and Big and Rich. <laughs> and uh, one of the guys is like just serenading him with uh, Save a Horse Ride a Cowboy. And he's just like sitting there <laughs> smiling. He does serenading. Was it like slow? I mean, he just had an acoustic guitar and it was just the two of them and he was just playing it across a table yeah. at him. Like, <laughs> what a weird thing. It was to very film. intimate. Yeah. <laughs> and he was just like sitting there, like nodding along and smiling. Yeah. So a, a lot of what he had to say at the soapbox was about uh, the national debt. He plugged his book a lot. Yeah. And oh, yeah. there is a big and rich concert, which yep. he, he is paying for, I yeah. guess, uh, this weekend. And initially, this was a scheme for him to get more donors so that he would qualify for the debates. So yep. if, if you donate a dollar or more, you get a ticket to this Big and Rich concert. Now, this man is so magnanimous. Is that a good word for it? <laughs> <laughs> that once, now that he has qualified for the debates, he decided that actually you don't have to donate anything to go to this Big and Rich yeah. concert. He got what he needed out of it. We can all go. We can all go to the Big and Rich concert. And he's got he's got mega bucks on Perry's uh, dime. So. Yeah, what a nice guy. Yeah, <laughs> I was saying he's already rich, but he's not big. He's a little guy. Yeah, he's he's a uh, slender. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the, the last things he said, actually, while he was uh, doing his speech, was, uh, "I want everyone to recognize that they can go to that concert and enjoy life." <laughs> yeah like, like that was basically his closer to this speech. <laughs> yeah uh he he loves the big and rich concert yeah uh he also took a question from rick stewart <laughs> during he that did. yes that was awesome rick stewart asked him um because he was talking about um like the federal government and its operations and stuff and uh rick stewart asked him basically um, should the federal government own any land? Oh yeah, because Perry Johnson was talking about how like China is like buying up plots of land in America for yeah. whatever reason, yeah. and how Smithfield is owned by China or whatever or Chinese company. Um, but yeah, Rick Stewart was like, should the federal government own any land in this country? And that that was a bridge too far for uh, for Perry. Yeah, incredible questions. <laughs> like, should we sell the Pentagon? Should we sell the White House? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's uh, what is that reality? Yeah, that was crazy. Own no <laughs> land at all, the government. Yeah. They all have to be work from home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he he did some sort of weird, like, fired up speech. Like, this seemed very rehearsed, where he was talking about, like, the Revolutionary War. Yeah. Just sort of, like, the uh, unique American spirit. Yeah. And how 
you know, somehow we won the Revolutionary War without guns. Yeah. That was part of it? What the fuck was <laughs> like, that? I don't even know, man. <laughs> there were just, guns. They had guns. I was just captivated because he's he's geeked up. I was saying he looked like he was like on Molly or something because mm-hmm. he was just, <laughs> he just has like a permanent grin and just the way he was like talking to the reporters, he was just like, again, just so happy to be there. So happy they were paying attention to him. Yeah. He loves the attention. He also was enjoying uh, meeting some of the Iowa State fairgoers and had a whole posse following around going like, hey, if you want to talk to Perry Johnson, the presidential candidate, you have your opportunity right now. <laughs> and wasn't getting a whole lot of takers. Some of his uh, campaign people were wearing t-shirts that said Perry who? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> really clever. Self-awareness, <laughs> I guess. It's disarming. People will be attracted to that like oh he knows you don't know who he is yeah but rick perry <laughs> but now that, but now that you've read the t-shirt don't you want to actually meet him he's right here yeah he's right in front of you i mean well might as well uh doug bergham also walked right past us yeah. at one point and no one fucking no one knows <laughs> no one knows who he is <laughs> I, I was like hey it's doug bergham yeah and, <laughs> and his like campaign guy was like just like pointed at you yeah, i was like hey man <laughs> <laughs> i know him <laughs> i recognize him hell yeah <laughs> it's like playing guess who <laughs> <laughs> uh another audience question to perry was about uh cutting defense spending yeah um yeah i i think we've talked about this uh the two cent thing is like uh we need to Mm -hmm. cut the government budget by two percent every single year yep so this guy's like what about defense spending and it seems like perry is saying no not them no he said that's (laughs) the only point of the federal government (laughs) you're right defense is the single most important responsibility of the federal government says perry johnson yeah and we have to be investing in the cutting edge technology the right (laughs) kinds of technology because AI is getting into military and defense. And if we're not investing in military artificial intelligence, yeah. then then China's going to... The Chinese robots are going to destroy <laughs> us. <laughs> is AI a big thing in the military? I don't know. All these businesses are trying to, to do it, so I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I'm sure there's something going on. Then they... Do, oh, man. Then you don't even need a, a drone pilot... Yeah, sitting in like a warehouse. Yeah, you just let, let the computer do it themselves. Yeah, I guess. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't think the next uh, war is going to be one with uh, hard power. <laughs> I think, I think uh, it's going to be soft power, and I think we're falling far behind. Yeah, uh, China on that. We don't know how to do that. Yeah. Another audience question uh, was about sending all the money we're spending in Ukraine, sending Ukraine money to fight a proxy war with mm-hmm. Russia. Perry said he would stop that completely. Like, no more money to Ukraine. Right? That's what he said, isn't it? Yeah. Which... I think pretty much every Republican candidate said yeah, that. Yeah, they're, they're taking this position. That's well, and like, it does seem like, yeah, there was... That guy who asked that question was specifically asking about Ukraine, too, as well. Or he, like, followed up about Ukraine. Oh, was that the same guy? Yeah. Okay. Um, well, he, like, basically... He followed... He, I don't know if he... Because he already asked the question, but he, like, followed up and said something about Ukraine, too. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess I don't know what the I guess the conservative media has been on. I, they definitely have been on that that beat for a long time. So I guess I'm not too surprised. Yeah, it's they don't mean it, obviously. Yeah, like, it's a quagmire that they can hang around yeah, Joe Biden's neck. Yeah. They want to be in a proxy war with Russia too. Are you kidding? Yeah, <laughs> they love it. Love to humiliate America's <laughs> enemies. Uh, anyway, uh, he asked, "Why don't we produce more ethanol? It's good for the environment." It's good for the environment. <laughs> uh, yeah, just straight up pandering. Yep. To the Farm Bureau, who had a tent just right oh, across yeah. the way <laughs> from there. 
had their own uh, little infographics about how we've reduced uh, nitrates in the water by 90% and all yeah, that yeah. shit. I know better. I listened to a certain podcast that has told me the truth about <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> okay, so yeah, Suarez had this mass of reporters around him at the press tent after his soapbox speech. Perry Johnson had like five. Yeah. <laughs> it was much more yeah. approachable. Uh, he called himself the biggest outsider in the race. And he says that everyone in Washington hates him and <laughs> would hate for him to be the president, which is why he gets excluded from polls. Yeah. I was going to say, uh, have they heard of him? <laughs> I don't think he's worthy of that much hate. Yeah. Yeah. He's definitely overstating his own importance there, but it's, it's good to have like a conspiratorial reason yeah. behind why you're being excluded from polls. Yeah. He says, even though he's, he has pulled ahead of like six or seven other candidates in multiple polls in a row. There will be polls after that that don't even mention him. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, I guess that's unfair, man, but get real. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of statistical noise at the, at the low end of those scales yeah, <laughs> or those polls. At most, three of those candidates are relevant. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, maybe we should talk about that. Uh, I, we saw a poll recently that, uh, well, we're going to, maybe we'll save it for next time. But uh, of the candidates that we saw today, Mike Pence was polling the best uh, that I've seen. Um, he was second behind Trump? Uh, no, he was actually like fourth. <laughs> after, oh, oh, you mean of the people we of saw today? Of the people today. we saw yeah, today, right, right. yes, okay. yes. Um, and that he's polling at like 6 to 7% that I've seen, mm-hmm. which is like still like crazy <laughs> that puts him behind uh trump vivek and ron DeSantis. right yeah. yeah former vice president he he can't yeah beat s- six to seven percent even that is like hot but also what's <laughs> his me? fucking base yeah, yeah i know yeah like it, the trump guy that i interviewed the, that clip we listened to that seems like the most that a trump person likes pence yeah most of them don't seem to have the people who like pence are probably almost exclusively like him because he you know they like everything that trump did up to the point of january 6th and then they're like well mike pence is obviously was the the sensible one in the administration and we got to go with him yeah (laughs) you remember this if you want to be president you have to be able to think yeah (laughs) (laughs) i thought that was great yeah that was him saying that the race really begins when the first debates happen because that's when people will really see the candidates and really see them in action see them having to think on their feet yeah or whatever and that's where he will really shine yeah and i kind of question that like does the president need to be able to think i mean <laughs> evidence to the contrary yeah i don't think the last two <laughs> what, yeah yeah exactly <laughs> uh, and then another reporter asked him a, a very direct question about like do any of you have a chance against Trump? <laughs> any of you. Not even just Perry Johnson. Do any of you yeah. have a chance against Trump? And uh, Perry was very candid, actually. Um, I, without, again, I don't think he said the name Trump. <laughs> but he, he was like, you might as well ask why I even bother continuing to run. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, I mean, that's what she's asking. Um, he didn't seem to be making a coherent point, but he said that Trump has other issues yeah maybe he did say trump i can't remember i don't yeah i'm not sure but anyway he said that that guy he has other uh, issues has other issues meaning legal true problems yeah Yeah. and among other issues (laughs) (laughs) they're not legal 
But he also noted after he said that that Trump's poll numbers only go up with <laughs> with all these indictments. They yeah. Keep, so like, what's he? Yeah. What's he saying? I I don't know. I mean, he's right. I I, I made that same point earlier yeah. that as soon as the indictments dropped, that pretty much locked in Trump as the the nominee <laughs> because anyone who has already would have voted for him is like gonna double down harder when. Mm-hmm all the stuff he's been saying about the the deep state turns out to be <laughs> not based in reality, but <laughs> can contort that narrative to fit. Yeah. It's, it's a difficult thing to articulate, I guess. Cause it's like, there should be legal consequences yeah. for the president doing crimes. Yeah. There basically never has been. And in this case probably won't be any real. Well, I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah. He did it to himself. (laughs) Yeah, I mean everyone who has this power over him. He could have easily avoided any consequences (laughs) if he really wanted to, but I don't think it's he's he's capable of stupid. You know, backtracking on any of that. But anyway, yeah, it there should be consequences for an incredibly powerful person abusing their power. Yeah, doing course. criminal things. Uh, but that is what an American president is and does. Yeah. But it's true that when he has um, built up this base of support who believes that the that Trump was and is an outsider who came in to destroy the bureaucracy, the deep state, mm-hmm. they think that. And they think that this is the deep state fighting back. So that's only hardening their support for him. Mm-hmm. So these indictments do have that effect, making him only more powerful among this certain set of people. Mm-hmm. So is it good or bad? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. We'll find out. I, I don't know where else to go with, with that thought. It's, yeah. It's, it's hard to, that's, I said at the beginning, it's hard to articulate like what, yeah. What happens next? What that. happens next? We don't, yeah, yeah. It's pretty uncharted territory. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, it is the deep state fighting. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of I feel like there's just going to be cont- like just damaging stuff like leaking out about Trump every single week up until the election. Yeah, I mean, he's going to win the Republican there, there nomination. There is a coordinated effort. To, yeah, I, to I think that there is candidacy. like a, yeah. a national security apparatus that does not want him to be president again under any circumstances and will right. do what it can. Now, is that going to like, is that enough? Will it work? Yeah, will it work? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, there's yeah, a lot. So the, there's a lot that can happen between now and then. So there's a truth to the to the idea that voting for this guy and and supporting him to your last breath is a battle against the deep state. Yeah, <laughs> I know. That's, it's like a it's a ratchet. Like, <laughs> it's just tightening. <laughs> it's, it's insane to 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 dedicate yourself to this guy. Like he he's a charlatan. Yeah. Whatever. Everyone's talked about Trump. Yeah. Enough over the years. Like, yeah. I mean, it's. I think it just boils down to is he, for whatever reason, people, he, he has an identity for himself that people relate to still because, like, he, he's Trump. <laughs> I mean, a lot of people want to be Trump, yeah. which is scary, of course. Everyone we saw today like, wants to be Trump, too. Yeah. All these candidates wish they were. Okay. Well, that was Perry Johnson. Um, Last guy that we saw today. Today. The last guy we saw today was Larry Elder. Mm-hmm. Um, le- did you know much about him prior to no seeing idea. him in person? Nope. Yeah. I just knew he that there was a guy who ran for governor uh, in that California recall election. They were trying to get rid of Newsom, and, and Larry Elder was the Republican. That was all I knew. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was a radio guy. I did know yeah, that. Yeah, he was, yeah. Uh, yeah. I did briefly look at his Wikipedia page, as I did for all of these candidates, and then completely forgot about <laughs> most of the details that I found because they're not that interesting. Yeah, nondescript people. Yeah. It's too boring to remember anything about. Um, but uh, he was, uh, he did have like a unique attire. He came out on stage wearing a, a shirt. It was like a, a like baseball sleeve length, mm-hmm. right? A shirt that said "Worked for my privilege," and then there was like a registered trademark symbol or something on that. <laughs> I didn't see that, but yeah, he was yeah sending a message with his attire for sure. I didn't end up looking into that at all. What, like I mean, what it seems means. pretty self-explanatory, sure, but it, it seems like it's a branded thing. Oh yeah, which I, I don't know. He's I mean, selling like, t-shirts. He owns that trademark. Yeah probably does uh he opened pretty strong uh he was talking about woodward and bernstein like the watergate reporters and <laughs> yep. he was like where are they where yep. are they now he's like anyone from the washington post here oh yeah he's yeah. like where's bob woodward because <laughs> we need to investigate biden <laughs> yeah because uh all the dirt on biden is is way more than what those guys were uncovering yeah. in Watergate. yeah he said uh, nixon was like a drop in the ocean compared to what what biden's doing yeah the biden crime family uh, Larry Elder considers himself an America First MAGA candidate. Yes, there's a, a big shadow. Uh, <laughs> yeah, didn't elaborate on that at all. Yeah, you're not the first guy to call yourself that. Yeah, <laughs> who coined the term? Well, I guess Reagan, kind of. <laughs> yeah, MAGA. Anyway, all right. A big part of his uh, stump speech is the epidemic of fatherlessness. Mm-hmm. Fatherlessness. Yeah. Uh, that this is a uh, a. The source of basically all of society's ills is the lack of fathers yeah. in the home. Yeah. He was talking about, he, he's led, he's like, we got to talk about the, the biggest issue facing America today. And I just kind of assumed he was going to start talking about like China. Because mm-hmm. like that seems, I think that was maybe the most consistent thing that every candidate talked about. Most of them talked about, yeah, the threat of China. Well, among like woke gender ideology stuff. <laughs> um, but... I was very shocked uh, to pivot to the epidemic of fatherlessness. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, he blamed uh, LBJ and the welfare state for uh, sort of replacing the father in the home. It incentivized mm-hmm. uh, mothers to, yes. you know, just you know, get on, the, marry the government. Yes, he I think literally, I think he's he literally said, yes, yeah. women are married to the government now. <laughs> the government will take care of you. It'll give you more money than any man ever could. <laughs> And it it uh, it allows men to escape their responsibilities, mm-hmm. and and that undermines you know the social fabric and and all of the moral obligations that we have as mm-hmm. human beings. Uh, I mean, this is all bullshit to me. Yes, I, I mean, <laughs> I mean, his whole thing is, I mean, yeah, the shirt. Pretty much all you really needed to see was the shirt, and that's pretty much his entire spiel. Yeah, yeah, uh, and and while he was discussing that, this is just a. Uh, a funny like little quirky thing he said um because he is a black man of yes. course I, I don't know if we even said oh, yeah, that on mic but that. if you know who he is you know that he's he's a black guy yes uh and he he started getting into like statistics because the epidemic of fatherlessness of course uh it has a, a disproportionate effect on on black people mm-hmm. uh, just just more of them end up uh i don't know what the stats were but he said you know yeah whatever percent of of uh, black kids grow up without a father as opposed to other demographics and he said if you're a black 
as moi am. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> just just throw in one French word in there. <laughs> yeah. He was he was kind of funny. <laughs> like he did do some like self-deprecating stuff that was kind of it's kind of all right. Yeah. Uh he yeah, he's a radio guy so he's got a bit a bit of a mm-hmm. fun personality, you know. I guess radio is not exactly working a crowd. Yeah. But it, but it is, you know, he's got a, a mind for entertainment at mm-hmm. least. Okay. <laughs> yeah. he, he gets a little darker as we go. He says that he has been accused. Uh, this was part of his uh, attempt at becoming governor, I think. He's been accused of being the black face of white supremacy, mm-hmm. which he really finds offensive, which it is. But I mean, that's offensive. So I got, got the laptop here. I figured I should throw that in. That's offensive. <laughs> um, yeah, and then he, this was like in the midst of just going through black crime statistics. Yeah, he was talking about black on black crime. I mean, he was pretty much the quintessential black conservative. He hit every note of it. I don't know. You'll talk about it. But he, he um, spent a lot of time talking about his family background, which kind of put all the puzzle pieces in place as yeah, to like yeah, that, why he is the way he is that came after all of the like yeah. <laughs> the black crime stuff yes right which is you know i mean I, I mean i guess he he's allowed to talk about it of course but but it's like it's got so much baggage mm-hmm. to, to start bringing up like fbi black on black crime statistics yeah like yeah no shit people are calling you racist for yeah like fixating on stuff like that because that's yeah what race it was do. very strange because he was like does anyone like no one here thinks that there's any like biological reason why black people have worse outcomes in the in this country he and he, but he also repeatedly said there's no such thing as systemic racism <laughs> and then was also talking about the percentage of schools in like chicago and baltimore yes. that have kids who aren't reading or aren't um don't know math at a grade level it was mm-hmm. like you know zero one percent or something yeah it's yeah. like i <laughs> You're, you're you're hitting all the points but you're not putting them together right. he's, he's recognizing that to to believe that there's just a genetic inferiority yeah. about a, a race of people that's racist it would be racist to yeah. believe that but then his scapegoat instead is like hard work welfare yeah, yeah. people aren't working hard enough <laughs> yeah 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 also i think a lot of the people there probably did think that there were biological reasons for it. so nobody said it nobody yeah nobody yeah. <laughs> nobody was willing the crowd to, was, to that. was receptive to him i would say yeah, but yeah, then he's so. saying things that they want to hear yes yes uh he cited he, he was talking about how like uh cops become afraid because of the like uh, media response to high profile police killings like police killing citizens mm-hmm. uh he cited Rahm Emanuel, former governor of Chicago, as governor, uh, mayor of Chicago, yeah. as saying that the the Chicago cops went fetal <laughs> after after a high profile, high, highly publicized shooting. So I, I I don't remember what the point there was, other than just yeah. empower the police, support yeah. support our uh, street troops. Yeah. And he likes, uh, when he was going through the uh, Chicago and Baltimore school system, he was, he likes to use the term government school rather than public school. Just to emphasize. Yes. You know, this is an institution of uh, the government. Mm-hmm. It's not about the public. It's about the institutions that rule over us. Mm-hmm. Uh, quoted Clinton and Obama uh, calling entitlement programs unsustainable. Because his whole thing is like to undo all the yeah. the welfare state programs. Yep. Turns out, yeah, 
third way attempts. Yeah, it exist. turns out <laughs> like if you throw a bone to Republicans, they're going to take it and run with it and then use it against you. Yeah, yeah. Like who would have thought? That's it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But also, they're like I mean, Clinton and Obama were are both like that's something they they honestly probably believe in too. Like, yeah neoliberalism <laughs> yep it is it is what it is uh he was the only guy i recall bringing up george soros yeah he was talking about soros backed district attorneys who uh refused to you know prosecute certain crimes mm-hmm. it's a big problem <laughs> i guess oh, all right a little bit about his uh his family background because he got into that after giving us all the, these like policy things yeah Get, he got to the personal afterwards which seems like it was maybe yeah. flipped yeah maybe it would have been better the other way yeah i agree he talked more about his father than his mother um his dad grew he was born i think it was like 50 years after the civil war yeah in the south somewhere in yeah alabama i believe i think it was alabama yeah uh, and he doesn't know his own birthday mm-hmm. or didn't I, I don't believe his father's still alive but anyway he didn't know his own birthday because of the circumstances of his birth i guess and uh his kindergarten teacher gave him assigned him the birthday may 25th Mm -hmm. (laughs) so a joke that his family had was that uh there's a one in 365 chance that that's actually his birthday i don't know that was fun yeah his dad joined the marines because the marines are the ones who see action and because he liked their uniforms Mm He also was the only candidate we saw who used the N-word on stage. Yes. Yeah. Three times. I, I think he was the only one who could get away with that. Uh, I would... Yes, I think that's <laughs> I think a safe assumption. It's the only context where that would have been <laughs> accepted by anyone. I mean, Vivek might have tried it, but I don't think it would have gone well, over. Well, we didn't see Vivek today. Oh, true. <laughs> <laughs> it is today that we're we're recording this conversation. True. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he apologized to the, the children present in the audience before he let it fly before he said it yeah uh and he uh he said it the first time because his his father was trying to find work and was told by somebody that we don't hire n-word which is bad yeah he he basically talked all about jim crow like and all of the again examples of like right systemic racism yes but all that stuff's been taken care of. Yeah. No so. longer. We're no longer living under the effects of systemic racism. Yes. So the solution is to that uh, is to just let it roll off your back and work hard and, you know, you know the drill. Right. And that was kind of um, the point this second and third times yeah. he used the N-word. Uh, he was, I didn't look up the poem he was reading, but it was mm-hmm. like a, a poem that he learned in an african-american literature class that he took in school and he made sure to tell us that he does not uh identify with the term african-american himself because he's just an american well he's an american who is black yes is how he describes himself he he wants to put american first and yeah i don't know i mean (laughs) whatever everybody feels differently about all those racial terms um, but the in the poem that he learned at school, it was about how um, a young black person visited a city, and it was so so incredible to see a big city and like look at all these people all around. And uh, the kid like smiled at, at some white person. And the white person looked back and said, "Like, what are you looking at? N word or something like that? Mm-hmm. Something like that? Yeah, I don't know. But uh, in the story that he was telling, he came home and told." his mom about this poem that he had read 
And the whole moral of the story was that his mom's advice was, you can't let something like that ruin your day. Mm-hmm. And what do you want for dinner? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, the, the, his whole thing is like, if you just don't allow racism to bother you, yeah. it can never stop you. Right. <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, he's yep. he's a successful. I pulled black myself. Man, right? Well, my dad pulled himself up by his bootstraps, <laughs> so I can't you. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. It's tough to tough to argue with, and it, it, this is wild. And a lot of them tried to to sort of pivot or like use this line. He wants to move the debate to the center. Yeah, it was weird. America first, MAGA candidate. Mm-hmm. Like you're you're positioning yourself like as as far right as you can be within like the, the perceptions of of the republican candidates yeah well i think it's a reaction to trump again though because it's like in in comparison to trump he probably is less divisive but is that like the average voter like gonna fall in line and be like wow this is just like another uh reasonable <laughs> centrist person it's like I don't think so. <laughs> no. Yeah, and I just hate the way all of them talk about just this nebulous concept of division. Yeah. But I've complained about that yeah. for years and years, ever since we started talking about politics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> On recorded media. Uh, the end of his um, spiel was LarryElder.com, $1. <laughs> yep. You got to get 40,000 donors to get on the debate stage, which yeah. when is when is the debate? I I don't know, but that was a big subject among all these yeah. um, nothing candidates was they all want to qualify for the debate. August 23rd. It's coming oh, up. It's coming up. Yeah. Yep. Good luck everybody. <laughs> uh and then we followed him over to the press tent just to see what was up. And before we walked away, it seemed that, you know, one reporter asked him a question. And he just immediately started over. Yeah, he went like, into full stump speech mode. <laughs> Everything he, he had just said to us, he just started saying again. <laughs> yeah, and her question was, how do you think that you're going to be able to qualify for the debate? It was a very practical question, and he right. just went <laughs> to the stump speech. Yeah, where's... Hey, where's Bob Woodward? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he should... I mean, that's the place where he needs to be asking it, at the Des Moines Register President, because right, that's yeah. where Bob Woodward would be. Most likely, he's going to yeah. be in there. He's yes. got the credentials. Yes. I mean, the, the State <laughs> Fair is not going to deny Bob Woodward of the <laughs> yeah. Washington Post credentials like yeah. they did us, right? Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, after uh, we had heard all of these candidates... Um, oh, yeah. Doug Burzum walked past. Yeah. <laughs> while we were uh burkham doug Bur- uh i'm sorry to even forget what his real name is uh he walked by while we were uh we were just hanging out and uh nobody seemed to recognize him nope yeah i yelled out hey it's doug burkham <laughs> and the staffer guy next to him waved at us <laughs> kept on walking though. no one else gave a shit <laughs> yeah <laughs> didn't uh take the opportunity to reach out to a, a young voter right yeah just kept on walking but the most important thing that happened at that point was we got to have a conversation with libertarian candidate for governor of Iowa in 2022. And I think several times prior to that. Yeah, I'm not sure about <laughs> uh, his whole career, but yeah. Rick Stewart. Rick Stewart was there. He was sitting front row for all of these events and trying to get his questions asked to the candidates. We told you about the Perry Johnson asking him if the federal government should own any land at all. <laughs> 
And he's quite a character. I mean, we, we loved his campaign ads where he asked, what the hell, Kim? Are you trying to kill our veterans by not letting them take mushrooms? <laughs> so when we had the opportunity to talk to the man, we had to try it out. We had to see what, what kind of conversation we could have with this man who, you know, I mean, we make fun of libertarians a lot mm-hmm. for good reason, but like a lot of them have, they have some good positions. Like, yeah. Like well, he, when we talked to Rick Stewart about drugs, I mean, he's pretty cool about that. Yeah. But <laughs> well, Maybe we should just listen to it. Sure. Okay. So this was recorded uh, outside, and there's a little bit of wind noise. The audio is kind of shitty, but um, yeah, I'll start it off here. It is like ten minutes long. I don't, I don't know if we want the whole thing, yeah. but yeah, here we go. This is Rick Stewart and us. Oh yeah, yeah. They, they all carry. They're carriers of, of all kinds of disease. Yeah. Who are you uh, with? Uh, I'm Justin. I I host a podcast called Rock Hard Caucus. It's about Iowa politics. Yeah. Um, this is my friend Evan. He's a, he's a co-host. We, we with yeah, we talked to you earlier at the Fairside Chats. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, you uh, talked about... Yeah, we yeah. did a series where we talked about political ads yeah. uh, for the gubernatorial and yeah. Senate races. Yeah. And yours were our And favorites. yours were the best. They, they were... Uh, <laughs> The, so I was actually that was like my first question so you were sitting like right up front at the fair side chats yeah. with Kim Reynolds uh, do you have you ever spoken to her like do you have yeah. a relationship with her at all yeah well a relationship would be a step too far yeah, yeah. she knows who I am she yeah. says hi <clears throat> we've never had a chance to just talk I, number one if, if she's with other people yeah I'm just going to be a respectful citizen yeah yeah, yeah. I, I do not try and make anyone uncomfortable, yeah. uh, and I'm not going to try and show off or anything like that. Uh, so until we get a chance to just talk to each other, then we're still strangers that know a lot about each other. Right, right, yeah. Because your, your ads last year were, they started out like, what the hell, What Kim? the hell, Kim? It was very, very direct <laughs> and, and criticizing her and her policies. Uh, so, yeah, I was just wondering if she, like, felt threatened by you or anything. No, she never felt threatened. She had the whole election one, like, I don't know, January? Yeah, yeah. As I mean, soon as the Democrats the gave up, then yeah. She, yeah, Kim's yeah. going to win. And yeah. the reason they gave up is because they knew that no matter what they did, Kim was going to win. Yeah. I mean, yeah. she beat Hubble, uh, uh, who spent $10 million of his yeah. own money, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they dragged in another 10 and all that 20 went down the drain. Who's going to pitch in more money to see if uh, Deidre DeGere can beat her? No one. Yeah, she was. Yeah, Come she on was, in, join the conversation. <laughs> Hi, I'm, I'm Caroline. I'm a campaign reporter. That sucks. Uh, yeah, fireside chats. Yeah. Do you mind if I ask you? What? Uh, that was rude of this woman to <laughs> interrupt journalism happening in progress. I know. Yeah, it's like we don't. We have, waited respectively. We don't for have the damn lanyards on, so they just w- <laughs> walk right over the us. hill. Yeah, I mean, I was holding out the microphone. Yeah, get your DCS out of here. <laughs> you know what a Zoom H2 is? <laughs> <laughs> you know we're out there making content. I don't know if you're in the middle of it. I, I am a little bit. Oh, okay, so let me just make clear. It, it won't That's take fun. long. I'm okay. quick. You're I'm good. quick. You're I'm good. quick. Uh, so He's you, just you, an old pot smoker that like my ass. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'm the pot smoker. Yeah. Just his straight edge. I am a little straight edge. I've heard of that. Yeah. I have it. Well, I'm straight edge. I don't use... It's a subculture of, like, people who go to punk shows, but they don't do any drugs. It's, like, militant anti-drug. Well, I'm not I'm not so I know you're not. I'm joking. I'm joking, but I'm joking. I don't use the substances myself, but, yeah, I... I totally agree they should be fully legalized. Fully yeah, legalized. Yeah. 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 But but you you were the libertarian candidate yeah. for governor. You you are an active uh, member of the Libertarian Party yeah. of Iowa. You're here seeing a bunch of uh, Republican candidates. And there's gonna be Democrats. Tomorrow, yeah. yeah. I, I can't wait to see Marianne Williamson. Plus the independent Courthouse's gonna be here. 
is? Yeah, well, oh, I, I didn't even know that. I think so, or maybe not. I haven't seen anything about Cornell. Oh, yeah, you're right. I'm, I'm, mi I'm mixing that up. Uh, he was on a different list I saw. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah. He's not here, though. Right? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean... RFK is going to be here. Though. Yes, he is tomorrow. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that, too. Um, uh, last time I saw him was in 1967 <laughs> or 8. A bit different context, huh? Uh, yeah, I, I went to an exclusive private school in Massachusetts, yeah. and I was already in. And he came with his dad, who is still yeah. alive, yeah. to interview on the campus. Did you say is still alive or was? Was then. Okay, good. Yeah, not anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sure. Haven't you ever heard of the dead Kennedy? <laughs> yeah. 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 the punk music. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and... Uh, and so, the, you know, word spread around the campus. Yeah. And he hung out. He was there. But he was just like another, he was two years younger, just yeah, another jerk. Interestingly <laughs> enough, Jeb Bush uh, wasn't there that year. But the next year he was there, and they were in the same class. Yeah. Except Kennedy wasn't there. Uh, and then when John John, I don't know if you remember him, John Kennedy. Yeah, right. He, he, he went, I think, four full years to Andover. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's... So you've brushed elbows with the elites. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it is. It's the best high school in the world. What, what am I supposed to say? I mean, just Google it. Yeah, it's yeah. fucking awesome. They're rich as hell. Yeah, of course. And yeah. they have a. They're old as hell, and they have a deep soul, and they're woke. But you know what? Are you, okay. Are you? Are you anti woke? I'm not anti anything. Okay. Well, I'm anti you stealing my stuff and hitting me, but. That's yeah. as far as it goes. I haven't done that yet. No. no. And I haven't done it to you. No, no, we're And cool. I, I suspect that this mutual the, uh... admiration society can continue indefinitely <laughs> yeah. because neither of us are interested in taking or, st or hitting. We have not. Principle. That's right. Yeah. Non-aggression principle. Right. We have not violated that yeah. so far. I don't want to ruin your day. Yeah. How, so how do you feel about uh, the candidates you've seen today? Like, do you vote Republican ever or are you like straight line? Well, in the caucuses, you have to remember that you can... Uh, you can caucus for only one party, yeah, but yeah, right. it, and you, there, it's, it has to be in Iowa a major party, and there are only three major parties: Republicans, Democrats, and Libertarians. And the reason that the Libertarians are a major party is because I got more than two percent last year in the governorship, and that makes us a major party. So all of us will be able to caucus, but you can change your voter registration. Yeah, there, president. Yeah, one minute before you walk into the room. Sometimes they're they're all in the same spot. And you just walk in and go, oh, yeah, I think I'll be a libertarian, and then you go and caucus. You can only caucus for one. So it will. it's a dynamic situation. It's like asking me what move I'm going to play in a chess game. We haven't started yet, and you're asking me what my 12th move is going to be. Yeah. It's like, well, you know what? I don't know. <laughs> you don't want to give away your strategy. <laughs> well, if it's just starting, it's like, a, you know, I barely have my strategy. Yeah, you have to. But I try and, I try and promote the, the, the strongest libertarian values. That, ha that, ha that have a chance of, of winning. Yeah. Do you see that with yeah. any of the present, like the current candidates? Do you see any libertarian values in there? Uh, for the most part, yeah. Yeah. Did you see Elder? I did. Yeah. Yeah. Elder says, okay, father. Well, I, like what specifically of Elder's uh, platform or, or the way he presents? Well, everything, everything he did is pretty libertarian. Yeah. yeah. I forget. His, I can't do his exact five points, but, sure, yeah. you know, <laughs> fatherless uh, people, fatherless children, yeah. right? Well, you know, he, and he explains why, because women have married the government, and they don't need a husband, yeah. and husbands don't need to work because the woman's going to check for the, the government. The government has replaced yeah. that. And it's not a black thing, you know. The stats look bad for blacks, but it's a socioeconomic thing. Yeah. Yeah. Middle class blacks aren't on welfare. Middle class whites aren't on welfare. Sure. Rich black, you know, it's only poor people who are on welfare, and welfare substitutes the government for the parents. And he was, he was kind of... Uh, I think he called it the the lie of yeah, uh, sy systemic racism. Yeah, yeah. You, and 
do you feel the same way about that? Like, is is the government, the present government, the present system, society we have, systemically racist? Well, the problem with that is first somebody has to come up with a definition of systemic racism that we all solidly agree on. Well, otherwise, <laughs> otherwise, otherwise, no one can answer the question. Yeah. But I will say this: okay, yeah. the drug war yeah. has systemically caused more misery for black people than for white people. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I don't think they did it because they're black, right. although. That's why Richard Nixon said he started the drug war. <laughs> yeah. So maybe we could trust him on that point. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking that we probably yeah. can, but he wanted to disrupt the hippies and the blacks. And here we are, whatever, 60 years later, and uh, he got rid of the hippies because we all turned into boomers. So and, you, you were a hippie? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I was a long hippie. Yep, yep. You are wearing uh, those little dancing bears on your, on your waist. I was actually never first draft hippie. But I got in strong on the second draft. Okay. <laughs> I graduated from high school in 69, and I went to school in California in 69 and 70. Yeah. So So if you were cool at all, you were going to be a hippie. I was never cool. <laughs> but, but I was a hippie. Yeah. yeah. I was never cool. Yeah. Uh, I have never been cool in my life. Okay. Yeah. Uh, not me. I'm proud of you for owning that. Even when I'm right, I'm right too early. Yeah. I'm not cool. I'm just wrong. And then, it turns, and then it Well, sometimes. And then it turns out, oh, well, you were right. Yeah. We did a big QR cube in 2014 for my campaign. Oh, yeah. It's, it's QR like, cube? Uh, it's I don't think I've right seen now. your trailer in Cedar Rapids. No, this is a different trailer. You huh? I, I said I didn't realize he said QR cube? I think he uh, just meant mispronounced a little bit. Oh, okay. I think he said cued. <laughs> oh, okay. QR cube. Oh, okay. Because like the, the sound of Q and the sound of code, it was like a okay, foul m- misplacement. <laughs> Well, that one was actually first. I remember that too. I it just had a QR cube. I forgot about and my, my son and I argued with my daughter and her husband. And they, they both said, that's the stupidest idea ever. Nobody knows what a QR code is. And my son and I go, everybody knows what a QR code is. They'll just take a picture of it, and then they'll go to our website. Yeah. And they said, you're an idiot. And we said, no, we're, we know what we're doing. And, of course, they were right. <laughs> but now everybody knows but what now a QR code will work. If I, yeah, if yeah. I had a QR trailer out here... Half the people would be taking a picture of it just to see what it was. Yeah, to see what. Back then, it was one one ten thousandth of a half a percent. Only the nerds would check it out. Yeah. Uh, So, before I let the more legitimate media hound you, um, earlier we we are all uh, equal. (laughs) We saw you talking to somebody from uh, Voice of America. Yeah. Which is, to my understanding, state-owned media. It is completely state-owned. How do you feel about that? Well, I, you know, I don't believe the government should own almost anything. Yeah. Uh, they do own almost everything. So if I'm going to start complaining about what the government does with their money, the uh, AOC or VOC is going to be down here on my list. Yeah. Not, their, not their, budget is, their budget is zero. Their, yeah. their effect is zero. Uh, you know, got it's, one guy with a camera. It's, it's, <laughs> it's like a play toy that nobody wants to can, but it's also... You know, I, we're not going to solve our problem, our budgetary problems, by chopping ten million dollars off of anything. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. There's. I mean, people complain about. Oh, we send all that money to foreign aid. No, we don't. We send practically nothing to foreign aid. Yeah. Read our foreign aid budget. Most of it goes to Israel for weapons. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought it went to st- starving Africans. <laughs> no, no, no. They're down. They're down here. You know? Yeah, no. We only spend money to kill people. Yeah. Of <laughs> course, American hegemony. Yeah. 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 So, uh, yeah. I mean, if you're gonna, it's, you know what a Pareto chart is? Uh, it's like um, how Americans die. Well, yeah. number one killer would be um, 
smoking or to alcohol, I forget. Yeah. Uh, then the number two would be the next, and then after that would come uh, uh, the opioid crisis, and then after that, traffic deaths and, and gun deaths that are tied, right? Yeah. But if you want to kill fewer Americans, you make a Pareto chart, and on the left hand side, it's just bars, right? It's this is how many people we kill with uh, alcohol. And this is how many people we kill, and then it gets lower and lower because the things that don't kill as many are out here. Yeah. If you want to trim a budget, that's how you start. The big stuff. You start with a Pareto chart. That's where the money is. Yeah. You don't you don't go down here and argue about that. The time is limited. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's I mean every business does this. Yeah. That's what you do. If you want to make a decision in a business, you have to make a decision because if you don't. You go out of business. In government, you stay in business no matter what you do. Yeah, Isn't that amazing? A, they got a monopoly on a lot of things. And not only that, it's, it's an infinitely long monopoly. Yeah. Can we have a sunset clause on government? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, uh, Rick, thank you for your time. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate you uh, spending 11 minutes and 25 seconds talking to us. It was 11 minutes and 25 seconds. Well worth the time. Great. And well, I thank, appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Enjoy the, uh, the next reporter. The Hill. Is that who she's with? <laughs> yeah, so that was Rick Stewart. Uh he's you know, he's willing to talk about damn near anything it seems. He'll Yeah. You know, you, you open the open up and he just it tells you about the high school he went to. Yeah. <laughs> he's an open book. Yeah, yeah. He's he's fun to talk to. I mean, we didn't really like push back against a lot of the like yeah. super, you know, libertarian like, oh, you got to cut the budget type yeah. of stuff. And it's like, well, I mean, you don't really need to. What are we going to fight about that? I don't think Rick Stewart really has that much influence though. <laughs> he was happy about his greater than 2% performance that yeah. classified the Libertarian Party as a major political party. Yeah, I mean, that's an achievement, you know? He did it. He, he, that means you can caucus as a Libertarian and vote for the... Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I, I, yeah, I, don't, I wonder how, how many people end up going to that, caucusing as a Libertarian. Yeah, I, yeah, I didn't realize they had caucuses, honestly. They probably don't in, in most precincts. Yeah, yeah I don't know. <laughs> Oh, do you know what a Pareto chart is? I, in the moment, I was just like, "Yeah, dude, I don't." Yeah, that. no idea. <laughs> I don't know, but it's it's something to, to you know, like see. It's some business to prioritize, shit. like bigger numbers versus smaller numbers. I, I guess, know? yeah, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but thank thank you, Rick. That was that was fun. Thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, <laughs> I liked when we talked about buying weapons for Israel. That was yeah. my favorite part of that interview. See that that's the thing, you know, like like libertarians have have all these like crazy beliefs about like you know the government should own nothing mm-hmm. the government there should be no government programs at all mm-hmm. and then and then they agree with you on on certain things like we shouldn't be arming except the thing is states. that he, he's like oh you think all the money's going to starving africans the only thing is just like he he wouldn't be in favor of that either. right he doesn't want that to happen <laughs> yeah <laughs> but it's lower down on the list yeah yeah which hey whatever you know he prioritizes his uh sundown of the government mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, all right so uh before we close out with our coverage of day one or our day one of the fair uh we can move off of politics for a minute just to talk about something fun oh. this is a voicemail i've been sitting on for over a month now um you like video games Evan? i do yes yeah. we've yeah. been playing some uh original xbox it's a mutual games. interest of ours yes yeah somebody called in to ask us about video games um and let's hear what they had to say hey it's adam uh east village des moines first time long time uh, question for the crew the cock regs if you will <laughs> uh, what is everyone's super smash brothers main mm. what is your main character 
a Bowser guy personally. I like Bowser, big boy. Uh, Justin, I'm assuming you Sonic, um, but uh, surprise me um, if I'm incorrect. Bye. <laughs> Uh yeah, so I guess I'll start since he called me out by name. It's, he assumed yeah. that I'm Sonic. Yeah. Um, I believe that it's actually kind of sacrilegious. Yeah, for I Sonic was going to say have joined the roster. I, I of Super Smash Bros. I have not really played Ultimate. I have played Super Smash Brothers Four on the Wii U as a proud mm-hmm. Wii U owner. One of the most <laughs> underrated consoles of all time. Yep, that's that's something we agree on. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, they they added Sonic and some other like crossover characters in uh, Super Smash Brothers Brawl. The right, Wii, that too. The which Wii I barely played that one. Super Smash mm-hmm. Brothers Melee is the best Smash Brothers game. Yeah, I think I think most people that feel I've that way. Least. Yeah, um, but uh, Sonic is kind of like slumming it by appearing in those games. <laughs> like he's too good for that. They shouldn't be. I will say mm-hmm. Sonic is a fun player or a fun character to play in Super Smash Brothers Four, and mm-hmm. that is one of my secondary characters oh okay I, I find the super fast movement speed to be kind of a detriment sometimes oh, really? on certain stages it doesn't really help that much it is easy to fling yourself off the stage with yeah. them but yeah obviously the caller adam you were right to think that i like sonic because i do but um the thing is i tend to prefer i like to play like uh ness is really fun mm. i've liked him since since the melee they days nerfed him super hard because he was the best character in the n64 one mm. and then when smash brothers melee came out he was like one of the worst characters not that it really matters for, <laughs> yeah yeah it's just, for casual play i have never taken this game and seriously I've, we've never yeah, none of, yeah <laughs> we're not going to any tournaments yeah, yeah i did play a lot of melee though yeah ness is fun like once i i learned how to do the the pk yeah, yeah. uh lightning or whatever the uh, pk fire i mean that's a different one fires the fire one obviously yeah, yeah. uh the the like little the one where you can control orb. the lightning and yeah. then like hit him to like boost him right into it's fun yeah, yeah. Uh, i also like i like griefing people with bowser and donkey kong they have the moves where you can grab them and then you like jump off the stage with them yeah and kill yourself and them at the same time yeah that's fun if you can pull that off multiple times in a row mm-hmm. and just piss off your friends true um, for me in melee, I was a fox player, fox and Falco, mm-hmm. which I know is very unoriginal. But the, I didn't know anything guys. about stupid tier lists or anything. And you shouldn't. I shouldn't. Yeah, you should ignore that. I shouldn't. Have, shouldn't have said that Ness is. <laughs> I mean, they did nerf Ness though in, in melee. <laughs> um, but uh, my favorite character to play in melee was probably Jigglypuff um, mm. because, again just playing with just friends and stuff a lot of people don't know about the down b rest move yeah um which is basically an instant ko but it's you have to be basically like overlapping on the frame that you input the the down b for it to work uh especially if you're playing with more than uh two players uh that's a really good one because you can like catch people off guard when they're focusing on someone else and just like death from above and just send them like it that's the most powerful attack in the game yeah (laughs) But, if, of course, if you miss that, then you're just, like, sleeping for, like, three seconds, and it's pretty much you're instantly dead. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, that's fun. Um, and then Super Smash Brothers 4, actually, like, uh, Zero Suit Samus. Oh. Uh, not for any reasons. You're, you're horny for her. <laughs> not, not because I'm horny for her, <laughs> uh, because she's got a bunch of cool moves. She's got a cool move set, and yeah. I, I do prefer, like, fast characters. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's some insight into mm-hmm. our... Uh, preferences in uh, the party <laughs> fighting game. Uh, if you would like to call and ask us about video games, the number is 319-849-8733. Uh, ask us anything. 
And uh, that's about all for today's coverage. Uh, we will be attending the fair tomorrow as well. And then we'll talk about the candidates we see there. Uh, we're going to see like Vivek. And we talked about some of them with Rick, uh, Marianne mm-hmm. and uh, RFK Jr. And um, Nikki oh, Haley. Rondi. Rondi. Nikki Haley. Come on. She's the top, <laughs> top billing. Yeah. Um, and also Trump is supposed to show up. Mm-hmm. I guess we'll see what happens with that. Yep. Not a lot of info out there. But that'll do it for today. Thanks for listening and enjoy your day. Yeah, do that. <laughs> See ya. Bye. Well, I walk into the room, passing out hundred dollar bills, and it kills and it thrills like the horns on my Silverado grill. Out by the bar, I double round the crown, and everybody's getting down in this town. It ain't never gonna be the same. Love it. Thanks so much. (laughs) No problem. That is great. Happy to. It's fantastic. Appreciate it. I think the crowd loved it. Oh, (laughs) yes. Let's give it to them. Yes. Thank you.